0: I believe that came through, was it on the Monday at the leadership meeting? I'm not sure. Uh, it was about uh, a group that went to, uh, that's right, yeah, it was a, it was a group of uh, students who went from Wheaton College in America to visit some of the revival locations um, around America, uh, sorry, around England. And they went to the house of the revivalist John Wesley do you remember this one? This is from the Monday. I'm pretty sure it was. And there, in his house, I've kept it historically. It was where his chair was. Is probably his favourite chair, where he sat at night. But there were two holes, right there in front of his chair. Two holes in the carpet, right there, where he knelt to pray so often that he wore two holes there. And uh, and of course, this excursion group of students from Wheaton Bible College. Were there and, and, of course, as excursions go, there's always one kid that goes missing. You know what I mean? He's up looking where he shouldn't be looking, looking in the closet or something like that. But they couldn't find this kid. And so one of the, one of the organisers, the conveners, went up into, the, went up into the, uh, where they'd been and, and found this kid sitting there, you know, with, in the same spot, praying where? John Wesley. And he was overheard praying, Do it again, Lord, do it again. Because, you know, there was such a revival in John Wesley's day. Do it again. And there's this kid there. And, and of course, the, the, um, the excursion said, Billy, will you come now, please? It's time to go. It was Billy Graham. Do it again. <laughs> so, you know, we see that, you know, we need to release our praying and our saying, you know, saying the word of God. The authority is ours to use. Like a farmer sowing seed and we've seen how Jesus commended that centurion because he understood how faith worked. We've got to get an understanding of how our faith works and, uh, and it works with authority like a commander telling one to come and another one to go. You know, we need to step up into that place of authority with our words, with our saying, with our praying. We need to stand at that place and, um, and of course, experience um, uh, that authority that he's given to us. Jesus commended that centurion over there in, in the Gospels because, because he understood it. He said to his own disciples, I've not found such great faith in all of Israel. Why? Because the centurion understood how faith worked. That it was released with words. Come and go and speak and say the word of God. You know, the normal experience of the follower of Jesus when we take on the ways of the kingdom of God, what it is is just become a people of prayer. That's what it is. It's a supernatural lifestyle that he's called us to. And what is common as noses in the body of Christ is believers who have the right to authority but never use it. Okay. And if you're shifting in your, sheet, you, you know, in, your, in your seat at the moment, just sort of shifting a little bit, that's okay because it's time to adjust. It's time to get up and start being a people that use the authority that we've been given through the promises of God's word. If you have a need, it's time to sow a seed. That's all it is. Whatever your needs might be, it's just time to sow a seed. Find a promise in the Bible. Find a promise out of the word of God that you can sow and say and pray. Mark chapter 4. And he said, the kingdom of God, understand, he's describing the kingdom of God here. The kingdom of God is, is is, is, is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. There it is. That's the kingdom of God. It's sowing seed. Uh, Again, question, how's your seed sowing going? We need to be able to answer that. You know, the teaching of Jesus here tells us that being a subject of the kingdom of God involves sowing our seed, releasing the word of God, promises of God, through our praying and saying. And many church models, many church ministries have been built upon the model of, I'll get the pastor to pray. Come down the front to the altar call. Please pray for me. Please, we don't want to see our altar calls emptying out because I just said that because we want to be able to pray with people. We want to help people to get to that place where they're praying themselves and and learning that they can do that as well. You know, altar calls are special because we believe the presence of God comes where people step out in faith. Nothing wrong with altar calls. But, you know, we we don't want to build a church that believes that I've got to find a pastor somewhere to pray for me or else God's not going to hear me. How many of you know, hears your prayers? How many knows that he's listening for that word? And, um, you know, I'll I'll be honest with you that this revelation around prayer was the turning point in my Christianity uh, what turned me to Christ was a new birth but what changed my Christianity was prayer understanding that I could by faith use my uh, words uh, uh, pray the promises of God and see change and adjustment Amen Hallelujah. This is why the word of God contains God's promises, so that we may partake of God's blessings. You see, his very nature as a father is to what? Bless his kids. And the way he does that, he, gets his, he, he brings his word to our attention and we start to pray what and say what he says. It's to bless his children. You know, his grace that covers everything is extended to us. It's through faith released in prayer that we receive grace. I'll say that again. His grace, that covers everything. The very need you have is a grace need. Okay? It's, and of course, uh, it's through faith released in prayer that we receive that grace that we need. Your place of need is actually a need of grace. And what's going to bring it in is your faith. Amen. I'll just read Second Peter chapter two and verse one to four. It says, "Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as His divine power has given us uh, to us all things that pertain to life and godliness." Didn't come up. Oh, there we go that pertain to, uh, has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which we have been, given, uh, have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, our heavenly Father's nature. That through these, what? Those great and precious promises. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And as we considered last week, the successful prayer life is built on sowing the seed of God's word in every situation and at every opportunity. So again, I ask, what are you saying? What are you praying? Are you looking to the man at the front? You know, as I say, it's not about the man of God. It's about the God of man. You know, and our connection, our heart connection with him because he, he's the one that does the works. Amen. Mark chapter 4. Let's look at um, uh, verse 27 particularly, but we'll read it from 26, and it says, And he said, The kingdom of God, as if a man should scatter seed and should sleep by night and rise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow, he himself does not know how. Once you have sown it, We need to leave it in the ground. Once you've prayed, that's it. It's done. You've done the main thing that's required of you to see the answer and the blessing from heaven in your situation. You've done what you needed to do. Recognise that. There's nothing more that heaven uh, requires of you. But what we do after that, we continue to give thanks. We continue to thank the Lord. We, we, of course, water the word. We don't need to know how our prayers will be answered for our prayer to be answered. That's a good one. I'll say that again. We don't need to know how our prayers will be answered for our prayers to be answered. Some of us mess it up right there. You know, it, it, it's okay to not know how God will meet your need you just got to do your part. We looked at this a little bit last week. You might want to go back and download the message. But, you know, uh, someone might say, well, how long does it take for my prayer to be answered? I mean, my, my seed to grow. How long does that take? Of course, the answer is there is no answer on how long it's going to take. And that's the part that causes many to trip up because as they pray, they're going, well, this should, only, this should really only take three days. Have you ever prayed that way? Oh, this shouldn't take long. You know, I'll just pray this prayer and, you know, it'll happen. And uh, probably in about three days. And of course, what we do, even subliminally, you know, from the mind, we put a time limit on God. And then when it doesn't get answered in the time frame that we expected, we go to pieces. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I'm not going to go for a show of hands, but I know I've been there. I was at this conference one time, and I thought, if that prophet doesn't prophesy over me, that's it, I'm gone. (laughs) And, you know, the Lord showed me something that week, um, was that um, you never expect a word from a prophet and put all your eggs in that basket, because he had another way of answering my prayer. And it was not through the prophet. And he's done that time and time and time again, so I just know I don't put any expectation out on how God's going to do what I need him to do, what I really require from him. In patience and unbelief, we'll see you checking to see if it's grown. You know, we just need to know that the seed of God's word, once we've sown it, is doing its thing. Just like any farmer, he sleeps day and night. That speaks of the passage of time from when you pray until your harvest comes in. Well, how many nights is that going to take? Doesn't matter. You just know it's going to work because the Word is incorruptible. He sleeps night and day. And that does speak of the passage of time. And the point to remember is that between when we pray and when we have the fulfillment of the promises of God that we prayed for, you know what we're to do? We're to rest. Rest, Yeah, rest. Just take it easy, you know. And, you know, we just give thanks to the Lord in that time frame. And that's how we water it. It's with patience and, of course, thanksgiving. And I'll talk a little bit about that now. We just need to know that the word of God will be fruitful and bring the yield that it was designed for. And the seed of God's word is incorruptible. If we do our part, he will do his part and bring increase. I think, I think sometimes we make the mistake of believing that the Lord is making this hard for us. Who's ever heard that? He's testing me, making this hard for me. This should be easier. Should have been answered by now. Guess what? You just strayed over into unbelief. You are just like the farmer who sowed his seed and three days later, when he looked in the paddock, grabbed that seed out of the ground and held it up to see what was going on. Just like that. And you know what it is? You know, you might say, well, that's silly. But actually, it's unbelief. Because we just need to believe that his word will work when we pray, when we say it. Amen? Amen. Unbelief will disrupt the growth of your seed. Don't pull it up to see how it's going. You cannot be intimidated by the size of your problem. The impossibilities that you face does not have a bearing on whether your prayer will be fulfilled. Who believes that God is all-powerful? So in other words, nothing's impossible with God, right? We sing it, we, we we say it, we talk to one another about it. Yeah, all things are possible with God. But the thing is, when you really need to believe it is when you start praying. That there's nothing too hard for him. I believe that's why Jesus used a mountain as the focus for using our faith. When he taught on praying and saying for it to be removed let's look at that in just mark 11 22 and verse 24 it says so jesus answered and said to them have faith in god for assuredly i say to you who says to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart say does not doubt in his heart say that with me does not doubt in his heart But believes those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. Believe you receive them. When do you believe you receive them? When you pray. So in other words, there's no pulling that seed up to have a look. No wondering why that's taking so long. We don't go there. Because we're believing God at his word. Believing you have received it is where your faith released becomes restful. See, we're not always saying, oh, I'll I'll, I'll know when I feel like I've really uh, prayed right because I'll feel restful. No, no, you you might not be restful simply because of emotions and unbelief and you're thinking, getting, you know, overthinking it, trying to figure out how it's going to be answered and you don't find any rest. We find our rest when we really believe that what we've prayed for, we have received. That it's ours already. Believing you have received it. Amen. And what you do after you've sown the word of God into your situation, we water it with thanksgiving. Okay? I said I'd get on to this. We water it with thanksgiving. The highest expression, now some of you might want to write this down, the highest expression of your faith is Thanksgiving your faith is not released until uh, you believe you received it all right you're just testing the waters before then your faith is not released to go and do what it's supposed to do until you have believed you received it so in other words we're not now waiting for it to be answered we already believe we have the answer but we're just not thinking about how it's going to happen because God's all-powerful. There's nothing impossible with him. Watering the word with patience and thanksgiving will help us to stop being anxious. All right, think about that. Just water, just being patient. Oh, I don't care how long this takes. That's patience, isn't it? I had to stand in some queues while I was down at the World Prayer Assembly. I don't like queues because I don't like to wait. I'm just like all of us here don't like to wait, well, I've got to stand in a queue to go to the toilet. Actually, I was thinking about it, it's quite funny, uh, because um, each time I went to the toilet block, there was a great big queue for the women, and the men's, there was no queue. And I figured it out, that's because they like to go to the toilet together, you see. So, <laughs> usually, <laughs> usually going to, I'm going to, do, oh, I'll come too, you know, the way they go. So, men don't do that, okay, we just go singly. We go, you guys, know, just, just. I, it's just a principle, you know. I don't know where, who taught uh, uh, the ladies to do that, but they tend to go in numbers. So there's a great big cure. Every time I went to the talk, it was like that. And I thought, <laughs> there's that principle again. Um, watering the word with patience and thanksgiving will help us to stop. There's a scripture for that, and I love it. And it's actually, um, it's actually close to being one of my last scriptures. So Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, it says, Be anxious for nothing. Say that. Be anxious for nothing. This is doable. Or else it wouldn't be in the Bible. Be anxious for nothing. All the worry warts said amen. Okay, the ones that worry. What? Oh, don't, oh, you know, I'm so worried. I'm so, stop worrying. It says be anxious for nothing. But it says, but in everything, first thing, pray. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Some of you need to just say that about 10 times. With thanksgiving. So it's when you pray... You give thanksgiving. Why is that? Because you believe you've received the answer to your prayer. Let your request be made known to God. And again, I ask that you see it. You give thanks when you've prayed. Not when you have the answer. A lot of us want to give thanks when we've got the answer in our hands. And when faith, as it's working for you, means... You know, when, when, when we're in faith and we're believing, we rest... We just come to that place of rest. Scattering seed is our kingdom activity. And, and look what it says. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. So it's not based on what you know. It's not based on what you could possibly perceive. It's not based on those things. It says it will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Get to the place of uh, uh, praying your prayer. Get to the place of praying your prayer with thanksgiving. Because then you know you've released your faith properly. You're at that point of expressing your faith in the highest possible way. And then come back to this place of realising, well, I can rest now. It doesn't matter how long this is going to take. I'm just thankful. Oh, thank you, Lord, you've answered my prayer. Thank you, Father, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. And just every day, just thanking him. Well, that's not hard, is it? I reckon the other way is the hardest bit when you're worried about it and all, did, God, did, did you, know, did the Lord hear me when I just prayed? You know, All of those things are, are, are certainly a hard way. Scattering seed is our kingdom activity. Doing the work of ministry requires that we sow the seed of God's word. Amen? This is also an exercise of working uh, with the word, the promises of God, becoming familiar with them. That you know and also, you know, uh, uh, the word that God speaks to you. Could someone keep the little ones um, uh, to, to a dull wall down there, please? Thanks. Not just the Logos word, but the rhema word. The Logos word is what God has said. Okay? The Logos word. So you can find that in your Bible, what God has said. But what we need to see is that God will also speak to us with what, what he's saying. Is that All right. What he's saying, you know, a now word from God. And of course, that's one of the things that we should shoot for, is to get those now words from heaven. We begin to pray with a view to hear what God is saying, so that he's able to put a sword in our hands. Amen? He's able to put a sword in our hands. Anyone can read the Logos, and we should, and feel that he's speaking to us out of the written word. But when we hear his word in our spirit, now you have a word that becomes a sword in your hands, the sword of the spirit. Ephesians 6, Pastor Jess read it out. I wasn't surprised. Uh, She always pinching my scriptures uh, without asking me. And verse verse 17, it says, "Let, Let God's saving power be like a helmet and for a sword use god's message that comes from the spirit i like that version the sword of the spirit uh king james says uh, new king james says which is the word of god the sword of the spirit that god gives what he speaks into your life is a word like a sword that you can start wielding in your situation So I love a good promise pulled out of the Logos, but boy, when we start to pray, the Lord gives us a rhema word, a a, a spoken word, a word that he's speaking now, it's time to speak that and say that. And I've got a few of those going on in my life that I've been doing it for years, saying what God said to me about a situation from his word and just brought that scripture to my mind and to my heart and I've been speaking that and saying that and of course seeing the uh, uh, good fruit from it you know it's not completely uh, I don't believe I had the 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 complete uh, harvest of it in my hands yet but I've been speaking it and saying it and saying what God said to me uh, uh, because it was a difficult situation you know there are enemies to the word of God and uh, we have to realise that and, and, and recognise that a lot of it has to do with our own heart. And uh, given the opportunity, we'll spend more time on that. But, you know, I, I want us to close today um, with a, a fresh uh, a commitment, a fresh heart commitment, a quality to decision that we're going to be a people that pray, that we're going to see uh, the circumstances that uh, confront us as being something that we need to simply tackle by, by, by our prayer. You know, I, I, we're certainly going to make an invitation for, for anyone that wants to come down the front for prayer and uh, and to have hands laid on. And, and we know that the Spirit of God moves that way. So if you have a need this morning, please know that you're welcome to come down. But what I want us to do is uh, uh, we're going we're to go out with, um, I think, one more song, uh, Johnson. I think the last one. We'll go to the last one. And uh, we're just going to go out with a song. And uh, I might... Um, uh, ask that we all just stand to our feet and uh as we close so so father we thank you again for today lord we thank you for the opportunity to come around your word lord god to give it attention lord we thank you for uh, revelation knowledge that's stirred in our hearts today lord god things that lord we uh, might be able to uh, uh step out now lord god we thank you that the the, the steps of a good man are ordered by the lord and Lord, that we thank you that um, uh, these, these words today, Father God, uh, um, uh, uh, from, from your heart, Lord God, would, would stir us, Lord, to, to see your victories, to see, Father God, the, uh, uh, the fulfilment of your promises in our life, Lord God, to see your word coming to fruition as we sow it, Lord. Lord, that we might be that people. So, Father, we again today make a commitment to you. We make a fresh commitment, Lord God, that You would strengthen our hearts today to be those people, Lord God, that shine uh, with Your glory. And Lord, we even speak of those waves of glory, Father God, that the uh, the pre-gathering was all about, Lord. Lord, that we might might be some of those that wave, uh, 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 that ride the crests of those waves, Lord God, and know what what You're doing. Know what. You're saying and doing in this time, Lord, that we might have a sword from the Lord in our hands, Father, in these unusual days that we're in, Lord God. Lord, that we might be a people that speak your word only and see the result. So, Father, we again thank you today. We thank you for all that you're doing, Lord. And we today, Lord God, make that quality decision that we'll be a word people, Father. We'll be a word people. We're followers of Jesus Christ. We're followers of the word in Jesus' name. And can I get a big amen this morning? A big amen, a big amen. Let's do that word. We're just going to go out with the last song and, uh, and of course uh, allow, um, uh, allow for any of you that want to come down. Again, don't forget Pastor Margaret Court and Barry are with us next Sunday. So good opportunity to bring and invite someone. Good opportunity to, uh, to be, um, I guess the best way to put it, uh, are, 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 are people that are reaching out to the lost. And uh, Pastor Margaret, one thing she's never lost in, in all her days as a Christian, one of the things she's never lost is simply that heart to see people saved. And if uh, you bring some, some uh, folk that are a little unsure about where they stand with their, their faith, Bring them along next week, and I'm sure Pastor Mark will sort them all right out. Uh, And uh, very strong to see uh, people getting filled with the Spirit and healed, so uh, don't hesitate to bring people down the front as well, and uh, Pastor Mark will be very quick to, to minister to them.